Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready. For you don't know the hour of the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for His people any moment. I'm so thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore, and I have such a relevant and important program for everyone in the world, especially those of us who are hearing the Word of God together today. First, let's start off with a word of prayer, shall we? We thank you, Holy Father, in Messiah Jesus' name for your kindness, goodness, richness, and love toward us, and that you've given us your word, and by your spirit we can have understanding and wisdom to be ready for our Savior Jesus when he comes for us in the clouds. Oh, Father, thank you. In Messiah Jesus' name, please bless all of our viewers today. Amen. Well, in the prophecy portion of our covenant and prophecy teaching series, I've been discussing the convergence of the signs of this generation that we're in today, the generation that will see Messiah Jesus come for us in the clouds, take us back to that place he's been preparing for us in John chapter 14, we see that, and then our return with Messiah Jesus as he comes to sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem, beginning the millennial reign of Christ. And I've been looking at, at the days of Noah with you, and I'm continuing on in that. Now, there are four primary characteristics of Noah's day we've been looking at in Genesis 6. So what I'm going to do is review, read in Matthew 24, the days of Noah, and then look over at Genesis 6 for the fourth characteristic that we're going to look at today. So in Matthew 24, uh, beginning in verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Uh, It's a convergence, folks, of the four birth pangs, the fig tree generation, which is Israel becoming a nation again, and that that generation will not pass away to all these prophetic things uh, that I've mentioned so far coming to pass. And, of course, the days of Noah is part of that convergence, and we're in the days of Noah now. Now, we've looked at the first three characteristics of the four that I mentioned in Genesis 6. Let's look at the fourth now as we go over to Genesis 6. First Genesis 6, in 11, verse 11, and then down to 13. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Now verse 13. 
And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So the fourth characteristic of Noah's day that we find in Genesis chapter 6 is violence. Violence. And what I'm going to do with regard to this fourth characteristic is I'm going to share some personal insights and experiences with you. And then I'm going to give an example that demonstrates that we are in the days of Noah. And so, first off, let me talk to you about a town that you've probably never heard of before or thought very little of until recently. It's a town I grew up in, in Ohio, and it's been in the news all over the world recently. Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, where recently there was this terrible mass shooting that was part of a string of mass shootings that took place in different places in America. And I have family in Dayton, Ohio. And, and uh, years ago, they were concerned as I was getting ready to move to Israel. And they said to me, aren't you worried about moving to some place where there's so much danger? Well, actually, the whole world is, is violent in a very unique way. The whole world, there's no safe place but in Messiah Jesus. We have temporal and eternal security in our Savior Jesus. Hallelujah. And wherever he has you to be is the place to be doing whatever he has you to be doing. And so uh, my wife and I grew up in the Dayton area. We met sometime after high school. We went to the same high school, met sometime after high school, and then uh, got married. And we moved to Texas where we, the Lord blessed us with children. And we lived in the Houston area for about 25 years. And we lived in a nice middle-class neighborhood outside of Houston, just outside of Houston. And I started hearing about this phenomenon that was taking place even close to our home. Home invasions, home invasions. The bad guy or guys kicked the door in, in some cases terrifyingly, horrifyingly brutalized the family and rob the home. And I, I watched some of these, these videos online of home invasions taken by like nanny cams or home cameras. And uh, I was leaving my family through the year going to Africa for a couple weeks at a time. And I was so concerned about the violent environment that we live in that I, I went and got a couple special dogs. And, and one of them is a professionally trained protection dog. And, and that's because of the violence in the, even in this nice area where we lived. And, and, and so these are a couple personal examples. Now, uh, let me say this, that when we moved from Texas to Israel, I remember a lady saying to me, aren't you worried about the violence and the danger in Israel? I said, well, let, let me tell you this. Why don't you go and watch the Houston nightly local news for the next five nights? And then you come back and ask me that question and we'll have a discussion. And when I said that, her head dropped and she said this, I can't even watch it. I can't even watch it. Why? In large part because of the violence. And now the example that I told you I would give. Let me ask you these couple questions. When, at what time, and where in a human being's life should be the safest time and place in their life? Shouldn't it be when they're a baby in their mother's womb? But no, that's one of the most violent places. That's one of the most dangerous places for a human being now. Because now every year in the world, 43 to 45 million babies are being murdered in their mother's womb. 
If you would add up, this is a statistic I heard a while back. If you would add up the number of babies who have been murdered in their mother's womb since just from now back to 1980, it would double the number of deaths from every major war and genocide combined in the last 2,000 years. That's how serious this is. That's how serious this is. Hundreds of millions, I don't know, over a billion babies murdered in their mother's womb. Let me, let me ask you a question. If Abel's righteous blood cried out for vengeance when Cain murdered Abel, what must the blood and the screaming of over a billion babies crying out for justice sound like in the ears of a holy God? Oh, folks, no. And here's the thing. It says, if you go back to Matthew 24, for as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. You see, that's how it is now. We live in a, gener in a society that is, in a global society, let's say, that is increasingly becoming God-hating. And even America, large segments of the population, the society of America is becoming God-hating, cursing God, cursing God's people hating the notion that there could somehow be right and wrong and, 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 and defying the Lord openly with a fist in the air. And, and here's what people think, and, and even professing Christians think what I'm about to say. They think, you know, it's just the way it is. God's full of grace. God's full of mercy. And he's just going to have to, you know, uh, you know, he can hate the sin, but he loves the sinner. And when, while that's true, they say it from a perspective of they have no clue that the ground is burning under their feet and the Lord is about to judge the world with fire. They have no concept of it. But that's exactly what's about to happen. That's exactly what's about to happen. And he, he promised that he wouldn't judge the world with a flood ever again, but he has also promised that he will judge the world with fire. He will judge the world with fire. And that's what's coming, folks. And so as we see these signs converging around us, remember that it was all fun and games in Noah's day until it started to rain. And I'm confident that, that as the waters rose, people were pounding on the door of that ark. Only one problem. Noah didn't shut that door. God did. And the days are coming where everything that's crooked will be made straight. Everything that's crooked will be made straight. And the Lord is going to pour out His justice. The word wrath simply means a legitimately violent passion for justice. A holy passion for justice. How is the Lord going to address this wicked violence? With righteous violence. With His wrath. And the Bible teaches that billions are going to perish in what's coming soon, the great tribulation. What should we do? We should live for Jesus today, watching for Him to come for us in the clouds every day, sharing the gospel, walking in righteousness like the faithful servant who lives for this master one day to come in the clouds for us, to take us back to that place He's been preparing for us. Hallelujah. What should this message do? Should it make you fearful? Oh no. It should make you confident in the Lord, our Savior, more than ever, and thankful that He's coming for us any moment. And it should make us all 
like never before want to watch therefore and be ready. In Matthew chapter 24, our Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready. We don't know the hour or the day our Lord is coming. And then he introduces the good and faithful servant of Matthew 24 and then in Matthew 25. This program is designed to make faithful disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear those words from him. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The message is spreading all over the world as this program now goes into 200 countries and 200 million homes, reminding everyone who watches to watch therefore and be ready. Many who believe in Messiah Jesus understand what the Bible says about blessing Israel, that the Lord says, I will bless those who bless you. We've learned that blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus is one of the best ways to bless Israel. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan and I, founded this ministry with the mission statement that we exist to uniquely bless and empower Israeli followers of Messiah Jesus to be the shining light to Israel and the nations of the world. You can join with us in Blessing Israeli Believers in Messiah Jesus. The Bible teaches in Romans 1.16 that the gospel message is to the Jew first and then the Gentile. We have our Blessing Israeli Believers ministry and then our ministry to the nations poured out for the nations. We take the gospel, discipleship, ministry to orphans and widows into Africa and in many countries as well. We have a church plant in Texas. There's so much the Lord is doing with our ministry as we like the Apostle Paul are being poured out for the nations of the world. You can partner with us in praying and giving and going on special mission trips to Africa. And you too can be poured out for the nations. We encourage everyone who's watching to sign up for our monthly newsletters for Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. And if you want to participate in prayer and giving, which I'll talk about in a moment, you can see what you're sowing into in those monthly newsletters. For example, we have a special missions outreach to Rwanda, September 2019. We're going to explain what's going on on that trip and how you can participate. So we encourage everyone to sign up for our newsletters they come monthly, blessing Israeli believers, poured out for the nations. This will help you join with us to watch therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, the Watch Therefore Media, blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations ministries costs a lot of money. And I certainly can't do this alone, but that's okay because my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And before I talk more about finances, let me say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your savior yet, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would receive him as Lord and Savior and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we believe the Watch Therefore ministry is a great place for you to participate. We can watch therefore together and be ready. I'm so excited to announce the release of my new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. In an increasingly cursed world that's shaking its fist in God's face, the blessings of the Lord are still available to His people who follow Him, which you'll find in my new book. And for a donation of any amount to our ministry, you'll get our new book, Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant. Just make sure you put in the notes section online or on your check, new book, and we'll get that out to you right away. And together, 
we'll be blessed as we walk in the ways of the Lord. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. I want to tell you that I'm so thankful for the Bible, the Word of the Living God. I owe so much to my life in Messiah Jesus, my lifestyle in Messiah Jesus. This walk of faith the Lord's given me, I owe so much of it to the Word of the Living God. And I'm confident that if you'll listen to His Word today uh, with great intention, His Word will do a great work in your heart, mind, and life today. So. We're going to start uh, another book of the Bible. We're going to look at 2 Peter. I love second books. I love 2 Timothy, where Paul writes to the disciple Timothy. And I love 2 Peter. There's an urgency that you find that is very appropriate for our generation. So let's look at the first two verses. That's probably all we're going to look at today uh, in 2 Peter. And the reason why is I've learned something. Uh, it's, it's human nature, it's just kind of a habit to gloss through or go quickly past the introduction of a letter. But this is the Bible, this is the Word of God. In the first two verses, the introduction is weighty and meaty and there's stuff we can learn here for ourselves. And I think you'll see that as we go through this. So we're just going to look at the first two verses today. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So Simon Peter here calls himself a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. A bondservant, as I've discussed on earlier programs with other books of the Bible, a bondservant would have been known to, Hebra to a Hebraic mind. Uh, Simon Peter is Jewish, he's Israeli. And he would have thought of a bondservant as a willing, lifelong servant. A willing, lifelong servant of Jesus Christ. Are you a bondservant? Are you a willing, lifelong servant of Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ? And he calls himself an apostle. Uh, his, apostolic, his apostolic calling is very significant to him. He knows that he's a bondservant. That's a given that's something that he has resigned himself to that we need to resign ourselves to folks it'll change your life yeah and and he understands his calling through his gifting as an apostle he has apostolic giftings and we see uh, the office of apostle with the gifting that accompanies it in Ephesians chapter 4 as the Lord gave some to be apostles prophets evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of their ministry. So that's his calling in the body of Messiah according to his giftings in the body, body of Messiah. And here's a question. What's your calling? What is your gifting? What part do you fit in the body of Messiah? What part are you to be playing in the body of Messiah? Well, you know, I go to church on Sunday morning. It's kind of like a big deal if we make it to church on Sunday. You know what I mean? That's, that's like the accomplishment of, of our spiritual walk with the Lord that week. I made it to church. That is so foreign to our faith in Messiah Jesus. 
which is so important to understand, which we'll find out uh, in later teachings as the apostles talk about the kind of faith we're to have in Messiah Jesus. No, no, no. no. When we're born again, when we receive Jesus as Lord, we also find in, in that same chapter, Ephesians 4, that we are given spiritual gifts. Our Lord Jesus imparts to us in spiritual gifts, uh, spiritual gifts by the Holy Spirit. And so we're to walk out our faith in the body of Messiah, building up the body of Messiah with our spiritual gifts. What's your spiritual gift? And the reason I ask is I've been doing this for a long time. I've been serving in the body of Messiah in different capacities for over 20 years. And, and what I find is that many who have been saved five years, 10 years, 15 years professing the Lord don't know what their spiritual gift is. And so they're obviously not, not walking in it and using it very intentionally in the body of Christ. Right. And so what's your spiritual gift? What's your spiritual gift? And if you don't know what it is, you can look in chapters in the Bible. I'm going to give you right now. You can look in First Corinthians 12. You can look in Romans chapter 12. You can look in First Peter chapter four and you can look uh, in Ephesians chapter four and you find some of these giftings. And and you should go and seek after the Lord in prayer and talk to people you trust in the Lord and pastors uh, and, and really hear from the Lord, what is my spiritual gift, and begin to walk in it in the body. I'll share this with you. That they come in two primary categories, which we find in 1 Peter chapter 4. Serving and speaking. Serving and speaking. And, and, and so, find out from the Lord what your spiritual gift is, and today, commit to Him to, to hear from Him and to learn what it is and to walk in it in the body of Messiah. You should be able to say, uh, or I can say, for example, my name is Dove. I'm a bondservant of Messiah Jesus, and my spiritual gifts are teaching, evangelism, shepherding, that kind of thing, okay? Uh, prophetic giftings. I, I love Bible prophecy, and, and the Lord's touched me with His finger to teach Bible prophecy. These are things that, that I know I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm walking in, in them uh, with this television show, by going to Africa on missions trips, by working with church planters, by planting a congregation in Texas and working with that congregation, and, and that kind of thing. And these are just some examples, all right? You should be able to say, my name is... and Here's what I'm called to do in the body of Messiah Jesus as a bondservant of Jesus Christ. See, I told you this introduction has some weight, doesn't it? Yeah, important stuff here. He says, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us. I mentioned this a little while ago. Like precious faith with us. That means the faith in Messiah Jesus we have should look like the faith in Messiah Jesus the apostles had. What do you mean? Why is that important? There's the craziest, most bizarre, insane things that are attached to the name of Jesus Christ. It's nothing new. What is new is, is how bizarre it's getting. I, I was watching a video the other day of a godly pastor defending marriage uh, on an interview and the other person who's debating him is, is this woman lesbian who says she's also a pastor and she's defending and twisting the Bible around and defending homosexual marriage. No, she's not. She's, she's deceived. She needs to repent and get saved by Jesus the Lord. No, that pastor who was talking, you could listen to him talk and say, no, here's what the Bible says. He's not twisting it around. He's not changing it. He doesn't have to because he's walking in that same like precious faith. 
Yeah, I remember years ago when I was a kid, there was a Beatles song, and it's when the Jesus movement was happening in America. And there was a song about Jesus that George Harrison of the Beatles sang. And it sounded great until they started saying, Krishna, Krishna, Harry Krishna. They're, they're Harry Krishnas, they're pagans. But they're using the name of Jesus, the Lord. Yeah, he says, to those who obtain like precious faith with, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, listen, what we need is God's righteousness, and it's only obtained through Jesus. For he, our Father in heaven, made him, Jesus the Lord, who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness, the goodness of God. The goodness of heaven's standard of goodness, the perfect righteousness of God in him, in Messiah Jesus, yeah? And he says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Savior, Jesus, of Jesus our Lord. Grace, God's goodness that none of us deserve, that is, we receive him as Lord, and then we are changed by his grace into the image of Jesus. I've been changed because I've been saved by his grace. And peace, Messiah Jesus said in John chapter 14, peace I give to you, peace I leave with you, not like the world gives. No, it's this peace from Jesus Christ that he's left us to walk in. Do you have that peace? Do you have that peace? Do you know our Father in heaven through our Lord Jesus? You can know him today if you haven't ever truly met him. Maybe you haven't received him as Lord. You've got religion. Maybe you just stumbled, you thought, across the channels to, to this program. No, the Lord's brought you here to, to know that he wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He wants to forgive you for every time you've lied, cursed God's name, stolen, and much more. Now, there's a place called hell he doesn't want you to go to. He wants to save you. Jesus came to save sinners. Uh, hallelujah. I know that because he saved me. And, and so what do you need to do? Repent, change your mind about your sins, begin to turn away from them and believe that Jesus the Lord died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, hallelujah, on the third day he rose again. And that his grace, his kindness, his goodness and richness, he wants to give to you in forgiveness as you believe in Messiah Jesus. And then you get God's righteousness, God's perfection, God's goodness handed to you through Messiah Jesus as your identity Instead of sin and condemnation and hell, you get God's love, forgiveness, and goodness through Messiah Jesus. It's a good deal. You should take it. How do I do that? Cry out to him, O oh Jesus, Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose again. I want to turn away from my way and go your way. I want to put my faith in you, Jesus, and you alone. Save me, Lord Jesus, please. Amen. Now, if you're crying out to the Lord in that manner, we have some literature we'd like to send you, How to Begin My New Life in Christ. There's information there on the screen. Contact us. We'd like to get that out to you today. And for all who are watching, remember, we need to walk by His grace and peace and mercy, watching for Him to come and being ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. 
We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and re-